Hey, hey, welcome to the podcast. We've got a brand new episode coming your way momentarily, but before I send you to that, I just wanted to give a big shout out to each and every one of you who've supported the pod and BST Fitness to this point. Without you, none of this would be possible. For those that don't know, BST Fitness and All the Best Things podcast are now available on YouTube, Spotify, and I share clips all over social media, so it's going to be pretty hard to avoid. If you absolutely hate this, you know, I apologize for wasting so much of your time, but if you love it, do me a huge favor, search BST Fitness on YouTube, smash the thumbs up button, subscribe to my channel, that way more content can be brought to you all the time. I want this thing to grow into something awesome, and without you guys, that wouldn't be possible. So thank you again. That being said, I'm going to send you right to the episode in 3, 2, 1, boom! What's up, everybody? Uh, This is a new episode of All the Best Things. This week, we have a special guest on board, uh, a good friend of the show. He's actually kind of one that helped me get into the podcasting and answered some questions for me and things like that. A man that runs two podcasts of his own. He's got the top-rated MMA uh, podcast, which is number one in the Northwest, correct? And he's got the Bearded Biz Show. Please help me welcome to the show, Eric Allen. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you so much for having me on the show, dude. I appreciate it. This is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Without, uh, you know, this is a podcast where it's just kind of unfiltered and like free thinking, free speaking. Without, you know, tiptoeing around the subject, I'm just going to jump right in both feet. Explain to our listeners and anyone watching here how you kind of got into and decided to be the entrepreneur that, that you are today, how you got on that path. You know, it's interesting. I grew up, my parents were kind of entrepreneurs as a kid. They never really, they just always did side hustles, right? Or my, more my mom. Yeah. But, uh, you know, at 10 years old, I started mowing yards, man. I just wanted to make money so I could go out and, you know, buy some, you know, new toy cars or new baseball gear, man. And so at 10 years old, I had about... 12 clients that I would go and mow a yard for every week and nice. I was doing 10 bucks a, a yard. And, and I did that for a full summer. And man, some of my clients were like a mile away. I'd be like pushing my lawnmower up the street and up a hill, you know, and yeah. but yeah, man, it's, it's, I, I've always had this entrepreneurial spirit in me, man. Perfect. Excellent. And that kind of leads me to my next question I had. What are some of the take, you know, take us through the experiences that maybe have been setbacks or successes along the way for you. You know, it, yeah, it's been interesting. So I started top rated in May as an apparel company in 2012. Really okay. had no idea how to start a business at that time. I didn't do much research. I just knew that I'm a big fan of MMA. And this was kind of the hype around like tap out when it was actually an MMA company at the time. And yeah. so I started looking around like, how can we make something that's different than tap out? And so we did some research. We found out that there wasn't really any MMA apparel company that was 100% American made. And so my wife came up with the idea of doing that. And so we were, when we launched, we were probably one of two, maybe one of three, 100% American made, American made apparel companies. And so we launched and and it was good, man. We just, we didn't know what we were doing though. So like we we were buying inventory for my company. We started out with 24 shirts, paid way too much money for them. Sure. And then we were like, how do we grow this thing? And so it really started taking off faster than I had expected. I started getting calls from Jeremy Stevens management from the UFC. Hey, do you want to sponsor him? You know, they're like, you know, when I asked how much they want, they're like, well, we want $10,000. I'm like, I started with this company for like 500, 
you know, yeah. I literally like, you know, grabbed the money that we had and we launched it. I actually ended up um, borrowing some money from my brother-in-law who helped me to launch it kind of bigger uh, the next year. And so we yeah. launched um, officially, I think it was October of 2012 at an event out in Olympia, Washington. Nobody knew who we were. We paid to have a booth out there. And we showed up and we had actually been in contact with John Prince Albert, who was from that area. He was on the Ultimate Fighter show. So okay. he's our first sponsored fighter. So here we are, Typer to May, no one knows who we are. And here comes John Prince Albert, who was just on the Ultimate Fighter, wearing all our gear. He's at our booth, he's doing photos and autographs and that's huge. And so we kind of made a pretty big impact at that point. And we tried to make it big, you know, as an apparel company and it, sure. it failed miserably. I, I paid, you know, I paid way too much money for the apparel. And then I kind of just started doing online stuff for a while, trying to sell different designs and things like that. And over the years, I actually at one point put top rated, top rated MMA up for sale. About oh, wow. I, I just was, I had no passion for it. I was like, dude, I'm done. I, I, it's taking too much of my time and I'm not seeing the return. I wasn't happy about it. I got a call from a guy who wanted to buy the company. And in that phone call, it literally hit me. I was like, dude, no, we're going to reinvent this thing. We're going to launch this thing, new design and everything else. And so we, I flipped it. So we went from an apparel company. And then in 2017, I launched the top rated MMA podcast literally had no space in the house. So I did almost my first episode or first hundred episodes in a walk-in closet, bad lighting, like okay. there's no idea what I'm doing. I'm not looking at the camera. I'm all over the place. You know, like <laughs> sure, all, I, sure. all I knew is I wanted to talk to fighters and like get an idea. Like why do they want to go get in a cage and get punched? Yeah. And so that's what we did, man. We launched in 2017. And then I kind of just had this goal to start talking to a, male and female fighter from every state in the u.s and so i'm not oh. quite there yet but that's been my goal so i've kind of pinned the map of every time i have a guest on and i now here we are in 2020 been humbly blessed in in uh, as being considered the number one mma podcast here in the northwest and and i really talk with fighters globally uh, but i really have a focus on the local fighters here in the northwest as well and it's been a fun adventure man that's awesome that's super cool i mean and the ability to reinvent yourself is just like unrivaled. I mean, there's not a lot of companies that can say they've been able to do that. And that, I mean, that's a feather in your cap. So that's awesome. What kind of, what was the spark behind your interest in MMA? I mean, what kind of, what kind of got that going? Yeah. You know, my dad always like showed me Bruce Lee movies as a kid. And I, you know, we always watched ninja movies with some, Oh yeah. Kid, right. And so I think I was a ninja for Halloween for like 15 years straight. And so, like, <laughs> Perfect. You know, I just, I always loved martial arts and, and I, as mm -hmm. a kid, I did a little bit of karate, a little bit of boxing, but I never competed or anything like that. And I remember as a kid being in first grade, second grade, now my kids are that age and I would never let them do what I did. But like, we walked like a mile in Prosser, Washington down to the VHS rental store. And my cousin and I was a year younger, uh -huh. UFC one and two, and we'd go home and watch it. And uh, okay. we've been watching UFC since very young age. And so we've just always been a fan of mixed martial arts and martial arts and boxing. I mean, I grew up, my dad always had Mike Tyson pay-per-views, you know, and things like that in the house. Yeah. And so 
you know, that's just kind of what sparked the idea. And so, yeah, I, and I have a hundred percent respect for fighters that get in there much braver than I, I like being on this side of the cage, but those guys, they go in and they, and they do amazing stuff. And as amateurs, they're not getting paid. And True. so, you know, while they're in there, they're, they're in there for my entertainment. Right. But so they're in there, they're building the record and things like that. And so, man, anytime that I can talk to a fighter, whether they're on a losing streak or not, if they're stepping into that cage, they're a warrior, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It takes a special mindset just to, just to walk into that octagon and, and take a beating or dish out a beating, you know, whichever side of it you're on, it's, it takes a similar mindset. So that's crazy. Yeah. Um, all right. We're kind of speeding through this with every guest I have on the show. I've kind of asked this question, maybe a different wording or something along the way, but if you were to write a letter to your younger self, what would be the advice or lessons you would share with your, with your younger version of yourself? You know, I've been asked this question before, and it's funny. I, it's very short, and okay. I would say don't do it because I did so much stupid crap in my younger years sure. that, that set me back years. Like, if I would have started top-rated MMA in my 20s, we'd probably be in a lot different position, right? Or right. I started that in my, in, when I was 18, 19 years old. But instead, what I do, I went out and got stoned all the time as a teenager. I got to, I went to jail at 18 for having a bong, you know, like crazy times that there was, you know, adventures. I say adventures, but like probably times where I shouldn't even be alive. And yet here I am. Right. But so yeah. I think that I'm a big fan of believing like life happens for us, not to us. Yep. So like if I could go back, I would just say, don't do it. But I'm, I'm so happy with like what I've gone through to get to where I'm at is sure. I'm, and I'm on a whole nother trajectory. Right. But like mm -hmm. my younger self, man, if I could go back and say, don't do it, I would definitely say, don't do it. And, and hopefully we would have a different life, but my life now is amazing. And, you know, I'm happily married. My wife and I've been married for over 15 years. We have two amazing kids. We both come from crazy broken homes and, and multiple divorces down the generation. And we're really putting a stop to that, man. That's huge. I mean, and just the fact that you're so busy and, and, and doing everything that you do on a day to day, the fact that you're still that proud family man is, is huge. I mean, cause I too come from a home that's had divorce and things down both sides and it really takes its toll. You know, it, it affects people differently, of course, but for you to be able to be kind of the pillar of the family and you know, you guys, you and your wife together work together to make it work. It's, it's awesome to see. So yeah, yeah definitely. Um, what, like every day, just like me with fitness or anyone with that plays a sport or maybe someone in a band or something, there's going to be days that aren't as easy as others. What keeps the fire lit for you, the entrepreneurial fire, if you will? Yeah. You know, it, for me, it's, it's to put food on the table for my family and okay. podcasting doesn't make a ton of money for me. So it, it, it's very passionate for me, but yes, I have a full-time job, but my ultimate goal is to do full-time podcasting or full-time as an entrepreneur. And so that's what really fires me up. I'm up at 4 a.m. six days a week. I set an alarm for five on Sundays, but I typically wake up at 4.30. But uh, I get up, man, and I, and I work towards inviting new guests to the show. I edit my website. You know, I'm, in, I'm doing an overhaul of my website right now. So the brand new website will come out in just a couple months. But, awesome. Uh, yeah, really excited about that, man. But really, you know, every day that's what fires me up, man, to, you know, we want to have property and we want to have these big goals as families and or as our family, you know. And so yeah. those are the things that really fire me up to get up and, and make things happen every day. Perfect. Yeah. And with every guest that I've talked to and, and there's some bit of entrepreneurial background with them, 
it seems like that's kind of a common thing. You wake up early, you know, you just put your nose to the ground and just grind. And I think that's something that people watching or listening can really, you know, like take in and absorb, like it's going to, it's going to be the difference whether you wake up, you know, at four or six, that two hours can make a huge difference in your day. It sets the tone for the rest of your day or week. You know, it's simple things that, that make the difference and they all add up to kind of where you're at with running multiple podcasts and things like that and, and just being successful. So that's super, super cool. And it's, it's a common theme. It sounds like with, with most everyone I've talked to. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, for me, it, I, st- I mean, like I said, I work full time, but I'm blessed to be able to work from home. So at eight o'clock I'll flip over from my podcasting computer or my work computer and we make it happen. Perfect. That's, that's so cool. Um, okay. A little bit off the, the script here. Yeah. You I, I assume just with me following you on social media and stuff, you're a bit of a baseball fan. Yeah. yeah. You share a lot of baseball stuff. I too am a baseball fan. Nice. What is your, I don't know if you've even been following what's going on and all the negotiations and money and everything that's being thrown around. What is kind of your take on, on that stuff? I mean, do you think we're even going to have baseball to root for again this year? Yeah. I know you're the bearded biz man. So I got to ask the business side of the questions, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it, I'm so over this whole COVID thing, man. I get that there's people affected by it, but it's like little league was canceled this year in our city. The neighboring city wasn't canceled. There's still people doing yeah. baseball and they're just fine, you know? And luckily the city of Coeur d'Alene, I want to give a shout out to those guys because they did the city rec baseball. I'm blessed to be able to coach a team right now. We're starting the first games next week on the 30th there, man. And, and oh, nice. My son is a huge baseball fan, and it really fires me up. And, and you know, when he says, Dad, I want you to coach, man, I, I love it. You know, and I love yeah. being able to coach his team. But the Major League Baseball, I don't know, man. It, like, it seems weird to me that they're not playing, that they're kind of having these arguments over, you know, yeah, people want to get paid their millions of dollars, whatever. But did they really go into baseball for the money, or did they go because they love the sport? Right. And so, like – I get maybe take a lesser pay for the year, whatever. Don't, don't expect millions. If you're only going to play 60 games for the year, go yeah. out and do something that you love and have the fans be at the stadiums, man. And if they want to put the six feet thing or whatever it is, three feet, or I don't even know what it is, man, but like, <laughs> like put people in the crowd, man. And let, yeah. let the fans see a freaking game, dude. It's ridiculous to me that they, they haven't figured it out. Even if it's a 60 game season, maybe right. there's not a, world series this year but guys can go out and play ball like there's some guys who are rookies this year in major league baseball that don't even get to play because of the coronavirus and it's like man make these guys their dream just came true they got drafted to major league baseball and they can't even play man like i say get it going man yeah and i'm kind of in the same boat i think they're i mean there's other sports i mean nascar is kind of an example they're letting people into the stands again and they're running their sport you know and those drivers didn't necessarily have to negotiate back and forth for a contract i mean it's going to be a little bit of an abbreviated season for them but maybe that's not the best example but you know i think sports is a business and i understand the dollars and cents from owners to players and all that stuff but i just think the negotiations here have come to a standstill like a like a they're not even really making a a difference right now they're just saying all right here's our offer the players say nope and then the players send an offer back the league says nope and it's i think they're just trying to like strong arm one another so it's crazy yeah yeah who who do you have like a favorite team that you follow or a favorite player that maybe your son looks up to or 
Yeah, too. Um, actually, I grew up. My, I had my a cousin of mine played AAA ball for the Indians for a real long time, and so I've always been a Cleveland Indians fan since I was a young kid. So okay. I, I'm a Tribe fan, but favorite baseball player of all time is Nolan Ryan. Have about 200 different cards of his that I've been collecting since I was a kid, and my oh, wow. son. Um, also a fan of Nolan Ryan just from seeing my collection, but one guy in particular that we both really have come to just really love and admire over the last couple of years, uh, or just this year, actually, Jim, the rookie Morris, the guy who did the movie, the rookie, I had yeah. him on my show. The guy is amazing. His story is, is super amazing. The movie is very G rated compared to how his childhood actually was. Mm-hmm me and Jim have been talking back and forth and messaging and stuff. And he's just so down to earth. He actually sent my whole entire family personalized baseballs side by him to our house. Yeah. So we all have four, there's four of us in the family. We all have our own names written on a card or written on a ball signed by him, man. And just an amazing dude. Yeah. That's super cool. I saw that you had him on your show last week. That's cool. I, you know, to sit down with someone that has had a movie made about them. Like you, there's so much context, like, yeah. you know, was that accurate? Was this something that actually happened? You know, things like that. And it's, it's cool to hear their side of the story, you know, cause, yeah. cause Disney can do it one way, but you know, from their personal vantage point, it's totally different. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. that's super cool. All right, Eric. Well, before I take up all of your morning, I'm going to send you out with this. Where can we and anyone listening here connect with you, social media, your website you had mentioned previously? Where can we find all of the content you're putting out right now? Yeah, first of all, I want to say thanks for having me on the show, man. But uh, yeah, so we're on all formats. We're on Facebook at Top Rated MMA and Bearded.biz, or excuse me, Bearded Biz. uh, And then Instagram, Bearded.biz, Top Rated MMA, same as Twitter, Top Rated MMA. You can follow myself. It's Eric with a K, E-R-I-K-G Allen on Twitter and Instagram as well. We're on YouTube, all audio formats, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, go follow our show. Please leave a review and rating. And uh, man, we're just hoping to continue to build guests or bring on amazing guests. Like this year, I actually set a goal at the beginning of this year. I was going to do 50 podcasts for each show. So I've done a weekly show for Top Rated May and Bearded Biz. And right now I've got shows scheduled to be released from Bearded Biz all the way through like August 14th. And so we are just slamming right now with guests. That's awesome. And, and congratulations to you for having the, the patience and the work ethic to have two separate shows while working full time and, and doing everything that you're doing. So that's, I mean, like I said in the very beginning, kind of when I introduced you, you've helped me iron out some of the, the kinks and stuff with my only podcast that I run. You're doing it double time, maybe even triple time with your full time job. So I have to say, I admire that, but With that being said, uh, like I said, I'll get you out of here without taking up too much of your morning. I appreciate you for coming on today, and I look forward to keeping connected with you in the future. Absolutely, Jake. It's an honor, man. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Eric. Have a great one. You too. Bye, man.